the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. Isaiah chapter 40, beginning at verse number 27, the word the Lord reads, Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by God, or by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Father, in your name, we come this morning to your throne of grace asking for your mercy, Lord. No, we don't deserve all that you you bless us with, and we deserve far worse But God, extend your grace this hour that your word might go forward and that your people might be blessed and encouraged on this day. Spirit of God, I'm praying that if there's anyone under the sound of my voice that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior of their life, God, that that the power of your presence would just draw them to give their life to you. I pray, Heavenly Father, that through the word that's preached this morning, that you would encourage someone, Lord God, who has been discouraged along the way. God, edify this body. Help them to be more knowledgeable of you and who you are and what you're capable of. But most of all, God, glorify your own self. Let your name get the glory, the honor, and the praise. I bless you in advance, God, for what you're going to do. Have your way in this place. Do what you do best. In the name of Jesus, who is the Christ, I bless you. I thank you. I worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, mount up on wings as an eagle. How many people want to mount up this morning? A couple few people. Anybody just need a little extra strength? Praise the Lord. In this book of Isaiah, Isaiah writes to a Jewish audience. Judah, two southern tribes of Israel, have come into captivity, Babylonian captivity. By this point, the ten northern tribes have already been 
conquered, assimilated, defeated, many of whom killed and destroyed by Assyria. Judah was warned if you continue to live out your wicked ways, to worship false gods, to fail, to acknowledge me as God, as the one who brought you up out of Egypt. If you continue in your foolishness, Judah had already been warned by prophet after prophet after prophet that God will indeed punish you as well. And he does. Babylon comes in and conquers Judah, even though Judah thought they were going to get some help from Egypt, it never happened. God had a way that the punishment was going to come. Judah has been in captivity for a set number of years. God set the number of years that they were going to be in captivity at 70, 70 years are the years of your captivity. You shall be in bondage for 70 years. And for 70 years, you shall be under the oppression of Babylon as a result of your disobedience to me. Here we find ourselves coming close to the end of 70 years of captivity. And the people of Judah are tired. Y'all ever been tired? They're tired of praying the same prayer. They're tired of calling on the name of the Lord. They're tired of being under Babylonian authority. They're tired of not being home. They're tired of the stuff that's going on. And they know though their time is 70 years, they're tired and they want to go home. Sometimes, lately more often than in the past, I get tired. I just want to go home. Tired of the news. Bad news every day. Tired of the wars and rumors of wars. Tired of governments that are, that are vile and, 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 and have no sense of God. Tired of a country that was founded on godly principles but yet have turned their back on God. Tired of people who call themselves children of God who still acting like babies. Sometimes I just get tired, y'all. I don't know about y'all. I don't know how y'all are. I know y'all some, sometimes we get comfortable down here, but I'm tired and I realize every day this ain't my home. Judah is tired and they want to go home. They want to go back to Judah. They're tired of being under the oppression of Babylon and they want to go home. They want to have their place of residence restored. They're tired and they've been crying out to God. They've been calling on the name of the Lord and he has not, or at least it seems like he's not answering and he hasn't done a thing on their behalf. I don't know if you've ever been in that place. Maybe you're there this morning where you've been calling on the name of the Lord. You've been crying out to God. You've been telling him about this situation that you've been going through. And it doesn't seem like he's doing a thing. Matter of fact, as I shared this morning, I know that we are too religious. We're, we're too holy. We're, we, we're too sanctified to, to say it out loud. But we say it underneath our breath. We say it down deep inside. God, you have forgotten me. We're tired. Tired of being tired. Isaiah writes to a Jewish audience that's tired of being tired. But what I like about this text is that it reminds me that when we get our tiredest, when you get worn out and when you get to the point where you're just about ready to give up, is, 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 it ain't long before deliverance is coming. They're close to the end of the captivity. It's not going to be long, but they're, they're tired. They're worn out. And they, and they just want it all to be over with. Some of you are going through the same thing right now. 
tired of being tired, tired of being sick, tired of going to the hospital, tired of dealing with spouses that won't act right, tired of hard-headed children, tired of jobs that just put you through every... Y'all not going to help me. Just me and Jesus this morning. That's all right. Isaiah says to this Jewish audience who's tired, wait on the Lord. Just wait on the Lord. I want to say to you, in the same way that Isaiah says to his audience, wait on the Lord. Pastor, I've heard this, these verses and, and I've heard this, these sermons preached from this text before and, and it ain't much that you can drop out of that that's going to give me any more encouragement. I've been reading it myself, but, but just, just hold on. I, I think there might be something that, that God has to say to you today. Wait on the Lord is the subject matter that I want to use as we look at these verses today. And you're hearing, and I want to begin by extracting my first point from this text, wrongful accusations against God. Verse 27, wrongful accusations against God. Wrongful accusations against God. Verse 27, Isaiah writes, why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? That's a wrongful accusation to put against God. Israel, Judah, has said to God, you don't see us. Our, our way is, is hidden from you. you, you you're you so busy listening to all the other folk and dealing with all the other business of running the world that somehow, God, you have missed us. That, that's what Judah accuses God of. They say, our way is, is hidden from you. Um, Isaiah wants them to understand that, that your accusation that you're posing before God is a wrongful one because you can't hide from God. Did you realize that? Even in your deepest mess, even in your worst situations, you can't hide from God. One of the things I like about God, as a matter of fact, is no matter what you're going through and no matter what I'm going through and whatever people are going through all over the world, we have a God who knows about our trouble. We, we have a God, this, this amazes me every time I think about it. We have a God who's able to listen to you, listen to me at the same time. But Judah was tired. And they said, and they accused God of, of not being able to see them. And they say, our way is, is hidden from you, O oh Lord. And, and watch this, and my just claim is passed over. By my God. God, you don't hear me. You don't see me. And I, I, I had a valid claim that I brought before you. You know I've been going through this thing for 12 years, 15 years, 20 years. God, and I've been crying out to your name. I've been fasting. I've been praying. I've been going to church. I've been doing all the right things. And if you haven't done a thing, you've forgotten me. My way is hidden from you, and, and my just claim is passed over by my God. God, I brought my case before you, and it was a just claim that I had. In other words, what, what Judah was saying is that we had a right 
to bring this thing before you and ask you to take us out of the captivity that you warned us not to go into in the first place. Y- y'all, y'all missed that. Okay, burp up the turkey. Hold on a minute. Judah says, we we brought a just claim in front of you, and and you have ignored our just claim. We we know you said we were supposed to go through this 70 years of captivity, but I'm tired of going through. And so I brought it before you and said, bring us out early. But you didn't do anything. You didn't move. You act like you didn't hear us. You you ignored my claim. You You just passed me by. Sometimes when you're going through and you're crying out to God, it seems like, listen to me. It seems like he passed over your request and he blessed somebody else. And we say to God, just like Judah says, you, 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 you looked over my cause. God, I, you know what I'm going through. You ignored me. Are you blessing everybody else? That little thing they was going through wasn't nothing. And you know I've been going through this for. And we accuse God. Like I said, I, I know, I know you're, too, you're too holy to do it out loud. But you do it. In your heart. You watch other people come out. And you say, why not me? Why am I still going through what I'm going through? God, you're unfair. God, it's not right that I should continue to suffer through this thing over and over and over again. And when it seemed like I was, it was getting better, it got worse. Wrongful accusations against God. Judah, you're accusing God of what he's not capable of doing. Judah, God can't not see you. He can't be in a position where you're not seen. Because the Bible says his eyes go to and fro. And they're always on the righteous. Y'all got to hear me. Your way has not been hidden from the Lord. He knows what you're going through. He knows your pain. He knows your tears. He knows what you're going through. His eyes are always on you. He's, he's He's got you in full view. And watch this. And, and, and regardless of what claim you've brought before him, he's not ignoring it. If you belong to God, he's not ignoring your claim. He's not just passing you by. He, he, he can hear you. And he can hear me. And he can hear the folk in Lebanon and in China and in Japan and in Southeast, Northeast, Clinton, Upper Marlboro, Fallsville, he can hear all those prayers at the same time. And and watch this. And his attention to each one is no less than the other. Pastor, how you know that? Because scripture says he doesn't favor man. He's not showing any favorability to one saint over another. You all, if if you're born again, belong to him and he has the same love for you that he has for me let me help help you a little little bit pastor sterling's prayers are no more powerful 
than the one you could utter from your own lips. If you belong to him. Now, if you don't belong to him, that's a whole different story. And if you're walking outside his fellowship, then that's a whole nother story. But you have the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwelling in you. And when you cry out to him, he hears you. And he's attentive to you. But Judah has accused him wrongfully, accused him wrong accusations against God. God cannot hide. You can't hide from him and he can't hide from you. You can't hide from him. The psalmist says, if I ascend into the heavens, behold, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, he's there. Where can I go from the presence of the Lord? There's nowhere we can go. There's no place we can be. There's no problem that can come in our life that cause us to disappear from the presence of God. Mm -mm -mm. He's an omnipresent God everywhere at the same time. Isaiah says to these in Judah, your accusations against God are wrong. And then he comes, verse number 28 and 29, and he reminds them of the attributes of God. First, we have wrongful accusations against God, and now we have a reminder of the attributes of God. Sometimes, watch this, in the middle of your pain, you have a tendency to forget who God is. Watch this, because when you're, when you're in pain, it, when the pain is yours, when it's personal, when, when it's the thing that you're going through, you have a tendency to forget about other folk, and you only focus on yourself. While you're focusing on yourself, you can't focus on yourself and focus on God at the same time. So while you're focusing on yourself, everything else seems insignificant, including God. That's how you can begin to make wrongful accusations against him because it's all about you when you're going through. Here he is. Here he is. He says, have you not known? He reminds them, have you not known? Wasn't it taught to you when you were a child, when you were in Sunday school? Don't you know who God is? Have you not heard? If you don't know, did you at least heard who he was? And in essence, what he's saying in here when he says, have you not known and have you not heard? He said, who doesn't know? That's just another way of saying, who doesn't know this? Who does not know about the attributes of God? And then he, then he begins to lay them out for you. The everlasting God. He, he, he's, he's everlasting. That ought, to, that ought to help somebody. He didn't stop existing when he blessed the last person. He's everlasting. He's the everlasting God. He is the Lord, the supreme master, the one who's in control, the creator, the one who made you, formed you, fashioned you, knew you before you came out your mama's womb. He's the, the creator of all the ends of the earth. He's the one that makes the money that you need. He's the one that made the doctor who's going to work on your situation. He's the one that fixes all situations. He, he's the creator of everything. See, see what, what Isaiah is doing for us is helping us. He's reminding us. He's reminding Judah who this God is that you just accused of forgetting you. He's everlasting. He's the creator. He's Lord. But watch this. He goes further to give us more intricate details about his attributes. He says, he neither faints nor is weary. He, he, he doesn't lose oxygen to the brain. He doesn't get tired like we get tired. Now, 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 I know it's hard to comprehend, but God does not get tired. 
God, listen, listen, I know, I know this is way over y'all head, but God doesn't go to sleep. He, he, he doesn't, he doesn't have to take a nap. You remember when Elijah was up on the mountain praying and, and, and the, and the, and the false prophets were up there and they were calling on the name of their God. And Isaiah said, maybe your God has taken a nap. Maybe he went somewhere on vacation, but our God don't take naps. When we call on him, he hears us. He's there. He's everlasting. He's a God who does not grow weary. He's a God who is not tired. He will not faint. He doesn't pass out in the middle of blessing you. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know that, that, that sometimes we, we've laid so much on him and the situation is so heavy for you that you fainted. But he doesn't faint. He doesn't get tired. He's an everlasting God. He's the creator. He doesn't faint. He doesn't get weary. And watch this. Another attribute of God that's going to help us today. His understanding is unsearchable. You've been crying out on your issue. You've been laying out your concern before God. And you're trying to figure out how he's going to work it out. Now, let me tell you something. This is what we typically do. Before we pray, we already have figured it out in our mind what God needs to do. Am I right about that? Matter of fact, this, that, that's how we pray most of the time. God, this is what you need to do. In order to fix my problem, God, you need to. And we commence to be so wise as to inform God how to work out our problem. Amen. But his, his understanding is infinite. It's way past figuring out. It's unsearchable. We can't even search. We can't figure. We can't, we can't calculate long enough to try to figure out what he's doing. While you have already figured out what God needs to do, and, and you've prayed and told him what he needs to do. God in his infinite wisdom does what he knows he should do. Watch this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to help you. This is going to set somebody free. You are upset because he's not doing what you told him to do. You get mad. You lose heart. You grow weary. You faint. You fall out. You pass out. You're tired because he hadn't done what you said he needs to do. But his wisdom is far past yours and mine. And guess what? While you're still going through, God is working out something that's not going to just patch your problem. It's not going to pacify your problem. He's working something out that's going to completely annihilate your problem. He's not just going to give you medicine. He's going to give you a healing. He's not just going to give you money. He's going to give you a source. He's not going to give you just a way out. He's going to be the one who's going to take you out. He's his ways are unsearchable. You're, you're trying to figure it out. And because he's not doing it the way you want him to do it, you mad. You got attitude. Some of you don't even want to come to church no more because he ain't working it out. I've been praying. I've been praying. I've been fasting. I've been going through. And he hasn't done nothing yet. Wait a minute. You just hold your horses right there. God's doing something you can't even see. What I've learned about God, God works stuff out behind the scenes. He's a, he's, a, he's a spiritual God who's working in the spirit realm to manifest something for you later on in the physical realm. But you're mad because you haven't seen your physical manifestation yet. He, he's working behind the scenes. He, he, he's rooting up stuff from, from way back. And, and he's, do, he's doing things in the spirit realm that, that, that in due season, if you don't pass out, if you, if you wait on him, it'll come to pass. And I see, see you, want, you, you want it to all be well. You want it to be fixed. You, you give him time. Let him do what he does best. 
You, you've been crying. You've been, you've been praying. You've been fasting. You, you've been calling on his name. You've been putting it before him. Give him the opportunity to do what he does. Don't tell him how to do what he does. Nobody can tell him how to be God. His, his ways, his, his understanding is way past mine's and yours. He's oftentimes doing things behind the scenes that will later on manifest themselves and you'll be wondering how in the world did he do that? But, but watch this, if he had done it the way you prayed for him to do it, you would still be in a mess you was in in the first place. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together And we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.